Hello, and welcome to episode 117 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. To start us off today, I would just like to say thank you. Thank you to you, my listeners. I've heard from some of you recently how much value you're getting from this show and how you've tried some of the takeaways with your team and those things have delivered the results that you hoped for. And hearing those stories really just makes me smile. I love producing the show, but as you can guess, I don't do it for myself. I do it for you. My personal mission is to make work, that thing that we spend the majority of our waking hours on, meaningful and enriching and productive. And that starts with people. So thank you for listening, and thank you for helping to make my personal mission into a reality. Now, today's guest is Peter Gorey. Peter is a qualified executive and business mentor and coach, non-practicing lawyer, and retired Royal Air Force officer with particular expertise in mentoring as well as leadership coaching and training. His clients range from individual executives and high-growth startups to multinational Fortune 500 corporations and others. Peter and I talk about how to take care of yourself and your team members during this time of immense stress and uncertainty. We get into some of the healthy self-care practices that are good even when there isn't a pandemic how to take advantage of this strange time, and more. So here's the conversation. You're listening to The Modern Manager, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. Thank you so much for joining me today. I first I have to give a shout out to David Homan who introduced us. And I'm so glad he did because our first conversation, well, I guess the first conversation we had when we met was fascinating. And then we had another fascinating conversation. And now this is going to be our third. And I'm just so excited to hear what you have to say, Peter. No, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. And yes, David is a great guy. All right. So to start us off... What are you seeing in your work in the world right now? Kind of what, what are people struggling with? Well, we're seeing an awful lot of overwhelm, which is not particularly a surprise. You've got a situation where in companies where they are still relatively successful and they're not being affected too badly, nevertheless, the demands on managers and executives is high with the net result that there is a feeling of overwhelm. That in itself is leading to difficulties between individuals, conflicts. And we are trying to work with these people to sort of understand the difference between fact and interpretation. Does that make sense to you in terms of the difference between the two? Yeah, but why don't you say more about it? Because I think I know what fact and interpretation are, but say more about it. Sure. So when we talk about facts versus interpretation, it's really a case of A situation which specifically arose was an individual who believed that their fellow line managers were against them. You know, it was it was a bit of a conspiracy. Or why is it that they're jealous of me and they're acting towards me in this way? And so, what I encourage my clients to do, irrespective of who the client is, whether it's a manager, a senior executive, CEO, or for that matter, an individual, is to think about okay, well, what is the fact and what is the interpretation? And we do that by looking at something called Bufka, which is something I learned during my coach training. And Bufka means what's the breakdown? What is it that shouldn't be? 
what's the upset? What's the emotional upset for you that's being caused right now? Fine. What are the facts? Look at the facts as if it was a judge or a police officer or a lawyer or somebody, somebody who's getting elevation looking at it from above. Fine. Okay. So once you've established what the actual facts are as opposed to what your interpretation are, what's your commitment in this area? Once you've established your commitment, great. What's your action? What's the next action? Bufka, B-U-F-C-A. And by looking at things in that way, largely it's about seeing the wood for the trees and about being able to move forward in a positive way. And frequently you will find that it improves working relationships within the workplace as well. So I'm also seeing a lot of this kind of breakdown as people are trying to communicate more in written form, right, on Slack or just relying more on email or even in phone calls and video where you can't really see everybody and pick up on all the dynamics in the room that you normally might see. So I love this framework of kind of walking yourself step by step through how much of this is my perception and my interpretation and how much of this is facts that uh, and, and what do I do with those? So can you maybe give us an example and show us like what each of those steps might look like by like, kind of walking us through? No, absolutely. Well, I mean, the classic thing, and I'm of an age where I remember when email first came in, which makes me feel slightly depressed. But when email <laughs> was first introduced to the workplace, or for that matter, personal life, you found a lot of breakdowns in interpersonal relationships because people didn't know how to interpret email or messages properly because they couldn't get the feel of what that person was actually trying to portray to them or or explain to them and they might take it as an insult etc so when you receive an email from somebody and you know largely especially in the corporate environment and the managerial areas they tend to be sort of short blunt to the point because everybody's trying to get everything out really quickly take a moment don't reply to an email straight away especially if it's a contentious one just take a moment you know, go and grab yourself a, a hot drink or something and then come back to it. And by which point you've come back to it and you'll probably find that you're able to look at it again and realize, oh, it didn't say what I thought it said at all. Because you yourself are in overwhelm sometimes and that can result in us just misreading the situation, but also, frankly, sometimes misreading the actual words as well. We become so fixated on what we believe we see that we don't actually see it. I'm so glad that you said that because I have been reading a little bit about how our mood like unknowingly impacts how we think and how we interpret. And like when the sun is shining, we are like naturally happier and therefore like tend to see things and interpret things as being more forgiving and more generous and more positive. And when like it's dark and stormy and rainy or like we're stressed out and overwhelmed or we just came from a really stressful conversation with our children, our partner, our coworkers, our boss, whatever, then we like carry that with us to the next thing that we do. And just taking that moment to pause and say like, okay, am I bringing the right lens to this interaction? Am I letting previous things cloud my judgment? It doesn't take that long, right? Like you said, it takes a minute, go get a cup of coffee, go to the bathroom, whatever. It doesn't take long, but it can totally reshape how you approach something when you come to it clear-headed. That's exactly right. And one of the other issues which we're seeing during this period of COVID 
is that, frankly, people are missing the interpersonal relationships they have at work. But also, as you mentioned yourself, you know, you have this situation where you're trying to juggle the kids learning. A lot of them are doing online learning at home and their parents are expected to participate actively in that. So if you've got, which is commonly the case, a wife and husband, mum and dad, who are both trying to teach the children, plus work as well. That's really quite difficult. I was on a call recently with my doctor, my primary doctor, when her child ran in. And uh, it was a bit like a BBC North Korean expert moment where, um, (laughs) you know, this very, very cute little baby kind of ran in to see her mum. And her mum, I said, I think somebody wants you. And my doctor tried to move the, you know, the laptop around. And I said, Doc, seriously, you and everybody else has their children at home at the moment. Don't worry about it. I'm not bothered if you're not bothered. And once she actually took a moment to think, okay, this is fine, then she relaxed. But she completely sort of caused herself some anxiety in that moment, which is ironic that it's the business and life coach telling the doctor that. The other issue is there's no escape at the moment. It doesn't matter how much you love somebody. You know, one of my friends said to me recently, you know, I really love my partner, but if I see them one more moment without a break, I might become a murderer. (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is that, you know, it's almost claustrophobic with the best world in the world. Just take a moment to give yourself some self-love and that involves just giving yourself some time. And within a partnership, you can achieve that. And that makes it easier for you to deal with others too. Are there other things that you have seen or you're recommending that are helpful for people who like who just need that break, who kind of need that calming? Because I know even people I've talked to, you know, when we're in Zoom meetings or Microsoft team meetings all day long, like I've had people be like, I just can't sit in front of my computer another minute and stare at somebody on a screen. That in of itself is causing overwhelm and stress. Are there things that people can do to either kindly communicate to their colleagues or their partners that I need a space, I need to not do this Zoom meeting, can we do it by phone call or whatever, and just find those ways to get those moments or other practices? Absolutely. The first thing to do is to make sure you book yourself some space for lunch and also for dinner. You know, do not go on working all day without a break. It's unhealthy, especially when you're sat in front of the computer all day, every day on Zoom calls or whatever it might be. Give yourself some time to go for a walk, even if it's just around the block or just for a short walk. Give yourself some time to do food preparation for yourself. The purpose of the food preparation isn't just that it's probably healthy, but also you get this opportunity just to switch your mind off and think about something else. If you can train, obviously that's always good, you know, as part of your wellness program for yourself and project. And say to your colleagues, hey, I don't know about you, but I'm getting really sort of sick and tired of being on Zoom all the time. You fancy having a chat on the phone instead? Would that be okay? And for all you know, they might be, that sounds like a great idea. Let's do that. I mean, Zoom is, the problem is it's great. I mean, I work with Zoom all the time and I have done for years now. But with the best world in the world, after a while, you just want to read a book the old fashioned way and get away from the computer. I've sorted out my closet many, many times and all of my sock drawers and everything are all done, you know, and the house is sparkling clean just because I want to give myself a bit of a break to do something else. 
Well, I love what you said about cooking, right? And treating that as a chance to like move your body and do something different with your brain, with your hands, and be able to prepare something that's healthy and delicious. That feels like it's a winner on many, many fronts. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I love what you said about the the phone calls too. And I have definitely found, because I like to take walks, that asking people, can we switch this to a phone call, especially if they're people that I work with all the time, they are more than happy to do that. And we go on walking conversations together. And this is a little tough when you like want to take notes and you don't, can't just, you know, grab your laptop and type something in. But for the most part, it actually works really, really well. And I've also found people are generally happy to, to do that instead of a, a Zoom call. Absolutely. I mean, you just got to give yourself a break sometimes. That's all. And, and also the most important thing of all is it's fine. It's fine to give yourself a break. You know, things aren't going to disappear and go wrong just because you give yourself 10 minutes to yourself or half an hour to yourself. Just do that. And you should be doing that even if you're in the office. So true, right? Like this is just an intense time, but that doesn't mean that these are practices that are only for coronavirus, right? Like these, are, these are healthy practices all the time that we should be considering. Yeah, without a doubt. When I was a lawyer, when I think how many times I allowed myself to go through working until 4 p.m., and then suddenly I realized I was quite hungry and I'd go out and eat lunch at 4, 5 p.m. is ridiculous. It was unhealthy. Don't do that. You know, give yourself a break. Give yourself a, a nice release of some description. So what about if we're a team leader or manager and we want to make sure that our colleagues and our team members are taking care of themselves? Because sometimes it's easy for us as the, you know, the person kind of in charge as the boss to be like, all right, I'm scheduling and blocking off an hour for lunch today so that I have time to cook and to enjoy my meal and to take some time where my eyes aren't staring at a screen. But if you're the team member, you know, it's, Sometimes it's not as comfortable to be like, well, my boss can do that, but like, I really shouldn't do that. So are there things that we can say as managers to really authentically encourage our team members to take those times and to support them and let them know that this isn't just, I mean, it's not just paying lip service, like be sure you're taking care of yourself right now, right? But that actually like, no, we want you to do these things. And I believe that you're going to be healthier and happier and, a, and more productive by doing them. Absolutely. What you want to be looking at, irrespective of whether we're living in through a COVID period or not, is creating a happy and a good environment for people to work in, an environment where people don't feel afraid to take a break. Because if you've got happy employees working around you, or for that matter, for colleagues, and you've got people who feel like they're working in a safe and positive environment, which is ultimately what we're looking for, that positivity, then you're going to find that they are more productive and more efficient, which will ultimately lead to more profit for the business, which is, you know, what we're all doing this for, you know, you and I included, we're business people, we're trying to, you know, trying to create a good environment for ourselves so that we can, you know, become more efficient and more productive and create more profit. And you don't need to do that at the expense of a happy environment. So from a manager's point of view, check in on your people, make a note in your diary to like check in on people and try not to do it at the same time every week we'd like and just say hey how's it going you know give them a call out of the blue do it on the telephone rather than doing it on zoom hey i just want to check in on you everything okay good when are you taking some time off for a break well you know i've i've got all these things i need to do hmm? that's fine i know that but when are you going to take some time off because i'd quite like you to have a break maybe a long weekend or something and with the reopening of various places plus the fact that we've got the beautiful weather here until september or whenever 
Um, frankly, there's no excuse why somebody can't take a, you know, a long weekend, even if it's just doing day trips or the like. And we need to do that. We all need to do that. You know, it's, it's so interesting right now how people are thinking about taking time off in vacations. I've had a few people tell me that they have postponed their vacations because there's like, you know, nothing to do right now. You can't go somewhere interesting. You can't really travel to be with friends and family. So people are really just putting off vacation and banking their days. And I totally see now why that's maybe a bad idea. Maybe not like taking a whole week off might not be the most fun thing if you're stuck in home with your family that you're like, ah, I need to do something else. But kind of spreading those days out and saying, you know, I'm going to take a day off here or a half day here and give yourself some time to refresh, to have a break and not think of it as like vacation. Like I got to take this week off to do something special, but just, you know, I'm going to take one day every other week to just allow myself to enjoy the weather, the summer, some downtime, whatever it is that, that makes so much sense. It does make a lot of sense. And the other thing about it as well is I'm speaking as a foreigner who lives in the New York metropolitan area. There is so much around us, you know, in the same way as when I lived in London, which is where I grew up, you never ever went to the museums and things because you took it all for granted. I mean, obviously things like museums are closed at the moment, but you know, there's so much more else. There's nature reserves, there's salt marshes, there's walks you could do with your family if you wanted. You can get food outside now. They're serving outside and further afield, you know, a train ride or a car ride away. You'll be amazed what you can find. Or find yourself a new hobby. You know, whether, I mean, we talked about cooking. So many people are re-energizing their sort of, you know, love of cooking. And if I see one more homemade loaf of bread on Instagram, I may have to cry because it's not something I eat very often because it's bad for me. But do something like that. Enjoy this time where you're not traveling to the office. You've got more time at home. And enjoy this time to enjoy you and your family or you and yourself. You know, I love hiking. I'm going hiking next weekend. I'm really looking forward to it. There's lots available to us if we think about it and if we look for it. That's so well said that it just takes a little bit of effort sometimes to figure out what we can do and how we could spend our time. And, you know, one of the things I'm finding people are really stressed about, which is the sense of uncertainty. Like, what's going to happen next month? Am I going to go back into the office? Am I going to get sick? Am I going to be able to go out? Or are we going to be back into a lockdown? Or if we're locked down now, are we going to be reopened? Like, there's so much mm. uncertainty that it's like hard to plan and hard to sit with the unknowns and the, you know, every, it feels like every day we're learning something new about the virus. And then on top of that, all that's happening in the world with Black Lives Matter and the racial injustices that are really, you know, in the forefront of a lot of people's lives and experience, plus what's going on politically. Like there's just a bajillion things that are all simmering for us that can create more ambiguity, more uncertainty. Do you have any, like anything that you're thinking about or things that you're suggesting for how people can kind of manage some of those tensions and, and other stressors? I do. And this is a conversation I'm having a lot with people at the moment where, as you say, there's so much going on in the world. It's frankly unsettling. You know, if it was just COVID, so be it. But, you know, we, we've got confirmation that the sort of recession, et cetera, and, you know, the figures are plummeting in some respects, but rising in another, it makes no sense, frankly. And the point is that no matter what happens, it's about 
you maintaining that positivity for yourself, which I appreciate is sometimes harder than it sounds, but by maintaining a future vision, by maintaining a future that you want to create for yourself, that gives you extra energy to maintain your positivity. And look, you know, I can't guarantee what's going to happen in people's employment, you know, whether they're managers or the like. I can't guarantee that things aren't going to be bad in the future. But what I can guarantee is that the experiences which we have now will make us more empowered for the future, not just because we will know that actually the world didn't end, it went on, and our lives didn't end, they carried on. And by maintaining what you want for your future by way of a future vision, you empower yourself by effectively using an unused muscle that you weren't even familiar with and giving yourself that strength to push through and to make it happen for you and your family or whatever it might be. And the same applies to a business. When looking at your business and being worried, and you know, frankly, you and I are no different. We're, we're business people too. Or if an employee who's worrying about whether or not they're going to have a job to go back to and you know, some companies are saying that they are, their offices won't be reopening until January 2021. The fact of the matter is, irrespective of what happens, just remember that you've got that future vision and whether it's in the guise of what you're working under now or something in the future, you maintain that and it's powerful and it will be successful. And just remember that it will be fine. It will be successful. Well, and I want to build off of that because when you have that clarity of vision, sometimes there are things that you can start to do to help prepare for that vision or secure that vision. So I'm thinking about things like professional development, right? That this is a great time. If you're furloughed or if you are, you know, thinking about how do I continue to keep myself as a valuable and kind of critical employee when my company might be eventually downsizing because who knows what's happening with the economy. So what can I do to help ensure that I am going to be a, you know, a, a more desirable employee? It's like looking at things like what are the skills I could develop? What are the online classes I could take? You know, what are the resources I could be reading and engaging on? And that's going to serve you well regardless, right? Like that's the kind of stuff that leads you towards that future vision, whether or not you end up, you know, staying or leaving of your choice, of the company's choice, you will be better positioned to achieve your future vision if you've taken some time and invested in your own professional development. Well, absolutely. And I mean, first and foremost, it's about building projects for yourself. And the way in which I work with my clients is that we create this project where you look at what your objective is and how you will measure that objective. You look at the skill sets you have as well as the resources. And you also look at your future vision that actually goes in there. You effectively write a letter to yourself from the future as if you've reached your point and you look at the steps moving up to that. And the important aspects of it is there are so many things you could be doing right now. You can be learning more about yourself or creating a wellness project, or you could be doing one of the many, many online courses. And frankly, in doing so, you'll be helping others too, because there's so many small business owners who are creating online learning at the moment because their markets effectively have been wiped out because they usually do everything in person. So 
go find them. You know, Google is great for this kind of thing. You will find courses available and or learn something new. You know, start to learn a new language if you like. The main point is don't just sit there thinking we're all doomed because we're not. You know, this is a great opportunity for us to grow as individuals, as businesses, as managers, and as leaders. A good leader also isn't afraid to look at the plans that they have and to revise them according to the circumstances. You know, there's so much that you can do for yourself right now. Be positive and maintain that positivity for your future and the future of those people around you. So well said. And I think this is a good place for us to pause and ask you my famous question of, can you tell us about one of the rockstar managers that you had the privilege of working with and what made that person so fantastic? Yes, his name was Alan Broom. And he was an amazing manager to work for because he made me realize it's not necessarily about the winning. It's actually about learning from what you're doing and being more successful for the long run. He was a great man, really was. Beautiful. And where can people learn more about you and keep up with all the stuff you're up to? So I have a website, which is www.petergorey, that's G-O-U-R-R-I.com. Or if you just do a Google search on Peter Gorey, you'll find me. My name's very unique. And I would love to hear from anybody. Fantastic. We'll put those links in the show notes. And thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your suggestions for how we can all stay calm and carry on during these crazy, crazy times. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to be here. If you'd like to work with Peter as your coach, you can get 15% off his service offerings if you're a member of the Modern Manager community. To become a member, go to themodernmanager.com slash join. And when you do, you also get episode guides and lots of other guest bonuses. And if you are interested in working with me as your coach, you could become a member and get access to our group coaching calls or one-on-one calls, or go to mamieks.com to book a complimentary exploratory session. All the links are in the show notes, and they can be delivered to your inbox when you subscribe to my newsletter, which you can get on that list at themodernmanager.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Meetings are one of the most critical components of healthy collaboration and teams are at the heart of how we work. Meteor helps you use your time in meetings productively, build healthy relationships with your colleagues, and move work forward. To learn how we do it, visit meteor.com. That's M-E-E-T-E-O-R.com. You've been listening to The Modern Manager. You're already becoming a rockstar boss of a thriving team, I can tell. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player and join the mailing list at mamieks.com slash podcast. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash podcast to get show notes and other special content delivered directly to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.